0: In this installment of The Grind to Find, I'm sharing TGD Studios with Troy McFadden of Wisdom Warrior Coaching to discuss his journey through the hard knocks to wisdom, elevation, embracing sensitivity, and much more. So get yourself ready because this grind becomes so official right now. <music> family greetings and welcome to the grind to find tarrell and michelle here certified spiritual mindset and wellness coach helping high achievers find fluidity between their emotional spiritual and physical well-being while bridging the gap between who they are in service and who they were designated to be by our creator oh wow today is going to be exciting because i think that each and every one of us throughout the course of our life we're on a journey for wisdom And why not have someone in the building who can speak to what it's like to not only have those hard knocks to make it through wisdom, but to found Wisdom Warrior Coaching where he supports others in doing exactly the same thing. Joy McFadden is in TGD Studios with me today, and I'm excited to get into the conversation and uh, to let you be privy to some of the many facets of this discussion that I was able to explore with Troy. So I'm not going to waste any time getting right into it. But before the conversation begins, here's a little bit more about Troy McFadden. Troy McFadden is a visionary who leads individuals and groups in mindfulness mentoring as a transformational life coach. Troy's areas of gifting include entrepreneur and executive coaching and health and wellness coaching for both individuals and groups. His private practice, Wisdom Warrior Coaching teaches mindfulness and leadership workshops and works in collaboration with the Asian Leadership Institute and Team Up Incorporated as a group coaching facilitator and mentor to new coaches. When I was introduced to Troy's perspective, I was intrigued, so I wanted to know where did Troy's journey begin and what did it take to make the shift from seeking to serving others who want to make their transition into a new way of being? All right, everybody. I am here with someone who is just completely amazing—a powerful presence and force. I am here with Troy McFadden today, and I'm so excited to have you here with me, Troy. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to visit the grind, define, and have this conversation with me today.
1: Mm, Thank you very much, Charla.
0: All right. So I want to get right into it. I want to start now. You have an amazing platform, Wisdom Warrior Coaching. And when I first heard of Wisdom Warrior, I'm like, wow, acquiring a space of wisdom takes some time to get there. There are some things that (laughs) you must have had to navigate to get to that space. So tell me a little bit about what life was like for Troy before he knew that he was aligned to have such an amazing platform like Wisdom Warrior for other people. What were you like before you connected to that space of wisdom in your life?
1: Well, like all wisdom, it's hard-earned and I learned it the other, the only way, rather, that anyone can, which is through the school of hard knocks. Before I opened myself into wisdom and uh, approached life as a warrior, I would say I was a soldier. I was a good soldier, I was a kind soldier, I was strong, I was helpful, I was loyal, I was loving, but I was living with too much polarity too much of a sense of self-protection, too much of a sense of us and them. And it took taking off that armor, as it were, that a soldier carries and trusting that I had the resources in the moment to take care of whatever I needed to take care of, including other people with love, guided by faith, by a connection to spirit. And yeah, I think there's a real clear separation in my life, soldier to warrior.
0: I love that soldier to warrior. Wow! So, what what were you thinking about those days when you were a soldier and guarded? Because that's what I'm hearing from you—just very guarded and uh, maybe. Am I hearing uh, a feeling of being disconnected in some ways?
1: To a degree, it's it's all relative. Uh, again, I see my life then, and it does feel like a different life as as being a kind, loving, fun person. You know, a lot of the essence of what I was then is still with me now. It's just been purified. But the reason that I had the degree of self-protection I did and this feeling of kind of being alone in the world, needing to take care of myself, uh, it it all goes back to childhood, uh, certainly a lot of it. And it was just a sense of yeah, being disconnected not fully trusting of the things that intellectually i believed in like we're all one we're all part of the spirit and really having the experiential knowledge of it which took feeling my own suffering really being with my own suffering not just yeah i've suffered and blah 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 but really allowing my body my mind my heart and soul to fully experience it so that I could move beyond the egoic protection that is the flip side of that and really just fully bloom in into my heart.
0: I like that because I think I think that that's something that um, the average person fears that vulnerability that allowing yourself to go to that space because I think that thinking about what it may be like to feel wondering if maybe we have what it takes to make it through that if we allow ourselves to go to that space what would it be like? Can I get beyond it? So talk to me about being in that. There must have been, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe there was a, a, if there was an event or a space within your life where you get to this point where you're like, okay, I'm going to have to submit and allow myself to go into that space. Was there an event or a specific thing that you can remember that connected you to, okay, I feel like I need to do this. And then going about gaining the knowledge or getting the support that you needed to navigate that space. What was that something that made you know that you needed to go there?
1: It was really a series of events, of circumstances, of situations over a long period of time. Uh, there was a, a sort of pivotal moment uh, in working with a Native American elder who has had an enormous, powerful life experience including actually being a soldier in, in Vietnam and, and Central America. And I had this epiphany in, in the course of, of being with him and working with him. And he was there to, to name it, to support it, and to encourage what is essentially a, a renewal in my life. I would say a, a blooming, a, a, a second birth, if you will.
0: Talk about that naming it. Now that is interesting because it's that resonates with me because when you said naming I thought of I actually have a a, a name that I gave to her I would say the spirit of who Tarrellan was before I actually transitioned over into the spirit woman that I am today I actually had a name for her so when you talk about naming what was that process like being getting to a space where you could identify that person within Troy that you were and then that transition over into the Troy that you are today when you said naming what what is it like an actual name
1: in part it was I do have a a Native American nature-based name that I took on that I'm going to choose not to share at this time just out of honoring the sacredness of it and to touch on something you said earlier it does take acknowledgement of the fear and a certain kind of courage, a certain kind of bravery, to be with fear—that's a very, very difficult thing, as you said, for a lot of people. In particular, men. Broad strokes, but in particular, men, to allow themselves to feel the vulnerability. We see the, all the harm in the world that has come from men not acknowledging their fear and then acting in a way to suppress it or avoid it. Um, so there was a real, there was a real letting go, and part of part of that process was acknowledging, honoring, respecting, appreciating what could be called the loyal soldier. And in fact, sometimes is. All that I was, all that we have all been has got us to where we are. It was based in part on the intelligence of the body and the the inherent intelligence that we are part of, responding to whatever was in front of us at the time, doing the best we can, uh, in short. Um, and then there comes a point when we have the potential, we have the, the ability, and I had it, to like, you know what, this is heavy, this armor is heavy, and I want to let go, because I know that there's a greater freedom out there. I sense it, I feel it at times, and I don't want to go through the rest of my life burdened by soldier dumb.
0: Wow, yeah, I can, and, and I love that you talked about the four men sometimes how this can be challenging for them because I love that you said that because there are so many spaces where there are a lot of conversations that are led by women and those conversations that are led by women there's a lot of they have their personal experiences we have our personal experiences with men but I love that you saying what you said giving a voice to men from men from the male perspective I think that's so important so in your practice wisdom warrior coaching, I was able to read some of the different reviews and, and things that you've gotten. So you you work with men and women. What have you noticed in your profession has been a major difference between men and women walking into the next phase of who they want to be and facing that fear? What are some of the things that you've seen?
1: Well, again, broad strokes, but in general, women are much more open, much more uh, willing to subjugate their egos um, much more um, inclined to surrender um, when they get to a certain point men do as well by the time they get to me there's usually been some crisis or some event or something that has at least created a little bit of opening but with men and i'm going to be even more broad here m- male energy and female energy male energy is generally more resistant uh, sort of challenges, you know, and um, pushes back against uh, new ideas or new possibilities, even if they, even if they seem to be in service of, of the man uh, or the male energy. Where you know, female energy, women have their own challenges with with this, but in general, they they're more open to receiving it's just kind of a feminine way right receptivity um and and such they they're more easy they're they it's easier for them to connect and to and to commit but then it takes that male energy and that male spark to to drive things and to sustain them sometimes so it it ultimately is a question of balance but uh, in general and certainly at the initial stages of coaching that's what i see
0: Very interesting perspective, Troy. Very interesting. And you know what? In my experience, um, I would agree that women are so much more open to processing this emotion. And yeah, that that ego piece. Very interesting. But we're going to take a quick break right here. But when we come back, Troy is going to get even deeper into some more of these concepts. So you don't want to move a muscle. Got it so good, got it so good, got it so good, got it so good, got it, got it so good. Ain't got so good.
2: Got it so good, got it so good, got it, got it so good. I know my got good. Got it so good, got it so good, got it, got it so good, got it so good, got it so good. Shit me out. Got it so good in his image, so but we lost so his likeness. So the moment Eve said good. bite this, so and I spend every day fighting this, so and I spend every day searching. So really trying to find our purpose. So and the media feeding us lies. If we don't look so a certain good. way, we are not perfect. So nah, good. we are not made the same. I do my own thing, cause I stay on my lane. See, I can do that, and I'm not changing lanes. Just being myself, and I ain't changing a thing. Yeah, true that, you already knew that. A lot of self-hate, but I had to get through that. Now I can't help but to love myself. I love myself. And I We were not meant to please people, but we are not the blame. We are not the same. No, we are not the same. We were not meant to please people, but we are not the blame. Maybe I'm a little different. I might just be a little different. But what if I want to be different? We all know that's facts, we also know that, them opinions really can't hold us back,
0: they
2: can't hold us down, if you know who you are, you know who you are, shine bright, yeah, you know you a star, be yourself, it'll set you apart, Look out. think better when you see yourself, can't nobody be you better than yourself, fix yourself, you a tailor made anyway, you wanna make the bitch yourself, now get yourself, you gotta love you in the end, you gotta people, but we are not the same. we are not the same, no, we are not the same, we were not made to please people, but we are not the blame. maybe I'm a little different, I might just be a little different, but what if I wanna be different? We've accepted our own reflection, but we like the peace behind bells. We excel in righteously, differentiating ourselves. We accepted our own reflection, but we like the peace behind bells. We excel in righteously, differentiating ourselves. All of our own reflection What if I want to be different? I think I like being different. Maybe I'm a little different. I might just be a little different. What if I want to be different? I think I like being
0: different. Very, very interesting stuff. You you have a quote on your site that I love. <clears throat> Excuse me. Life is very short and very wide. Expand accordingly. I love that. Talk about uh, and you also talk about mindfulness practices, which I'm pretty sure that quote and those things kind of go hand in hand. Um, Talk a little bit about that expansion accordingly and some of the mindfulness practices that you have in place to help support people in going on that journey.
1: Mindfulness can be defined as moment to moment, non-judgmental awareness of everything that's going on within us and outside of us. And in that mindfulness, I'm going to include the idea of heartfulness, being aware of and allowing for all of our emotions to surface, to arise, to do their thing. And and then from that space, we can expand, as it were, into what I'll call option land here. It usually involves slowing down, maybe a pause, right, in that mindfulness, in that moment-to-moment awareness. And we can open to the to the idea, at least, that there are different ways that we can respond to the situation, as opposed to simply reacting from a largely, if not completely unconscious, space. Like, what is the most useful, helpful, loving thing I can do for the world and for myself in this moment and once you start to become sort of ingrained in that, entrained in that, in that groove, then it becomes easier and easier and it deepens as well. So you're sustaining this particular approach to life, a very, very different orientation than many of us have.
0: I like that. What what would you say in your experience, what are maybe the top three things that people do that they're probably not aware of that block them from being able to have this openness that you speak of?
1: being attached to their own thoughts and believing them. Being singularly focused on whatever the inner dialogue is and letting that guide the ship rather than welcoming them as possibilities, potentials, and being discerning uh, which one of these thoughts is helping me and which one of these thoughts is based on some story, some limiting belief that, you know, is continuing to generate its output, again, in the form of thoughts. That's that's a general response to your question, but that's, that's, that's huge. And then compartmentalizing as a, as a part of that related to that, you know, like, Uh, we'll go to church and we'll come into the spirit and it's beautiful and we're uplifted and we feel connected to people or whatever. And then, you know, the classic thing is the capitalist goes to the office the next day and then just shuts it all down. And well, this is business. Life is organic. Life is a whole. And to the degree that it isn't integrated within us and externally outside of us, we're blocked from the flow of it. We're blocked from spirit.
0: Oh, yeah, I definitely believe that. I think that 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 space of practice is how you stay interconnected to what it is that you're trying to do spiritually. Because I think a lot of the times there is that disconnect from who we are in spirit and then just what we do and how we show up in the world every day. People think that those are actually separate things. When one of the things that I teach is the importance of all of everything that you are becoming one and everything that you do. There shouldn't be a divide between who you are spiritually and how you show up in the world. So just hearing you say that is something that's really important. And I think a lot of the times uh, people are unaware that that's what they do but um I think too the fact that spirituality is confused with religion and then when you have this uh the the way society is, is is set up the first thing they want to do is to separate who you are spiritually and if you're religious from who you are in the workplace who you are socially who you are if you have children and just doing their activities and showing up and so yeah this is this is a really important point that you mentioned what is um We talked about some of the things that can can keep people divided. What are, let's say someone out there is listening and they say, wow, this conversation is really resonating with me. And I've been doing some work, but I'm not quite sure as to what I'm doing right. What are some cues that you are in the space that you should be in along your journey or maybe even um if you're contemplating starting a spiritual journey what are some cues that people would have that you are in the right place
1: signs and symptoms of inner peace include less and less judgment more and more warmth in your heart maybe actually the physical experience of it more spaciousness more peace more sense of allowing less resistance All of these things are indicators that we're starting to live in spirit more and we're coming out of separation, which is another way to define what a soldier is, into unity, into connection, which is the expression uh, of a warrior that is aligned with that reality, with that truth.
0: I like that. What are some, some of the best things that someone who's plagued with fear about anything in their life because we know that fear could be all-encompassing and can seep into every area of your being. What's some some advice that you would give someone who's really struggling with overcoming fear?
1: One of my favorite acronyms for fear, and there are many and they're all good, is forgetting everything's all right. So that assumes then that at some point or another, uh, on occasion, perhaps you touch base with the fact that all is well in the universe. All is in order, even in seeming disorder. And it's a matter then of forgetting and then fear arises, honoring it because it may well be there to tell you something. It's not there by accident. Certainly it's there to give you a message. Now, whether it's based on some old story or there's, you know, impending doom or, or imminent danger is something we need to use our discernment to, to figure out. But most of the time, most of our fear is, is not. Based in the the actual situation in the moment, right? It's not relative to it. It's about old old stuff. So one of the best ways that we can be with it is to use our breath. If we start to feel fear, go to our we go to our breath and we touch base with it. How are we breathing? Listen to its message, allow it to its to it rather allow it to express itself and then Start to work with the breath. Actually open up our body. Allow the breath to expand, to lengthen, to deepen, to ground ourselves, to center ourselves, to anchor ourselves. Again, that allows for the possibility of expansion, right? Grounding, anchoring, and then settling our body down as a secondary aspect of that, right? Feel our shoulders going up. Let your shoulders come down. Let your face relax. Take a beat. Unless it's an emergency, you have the time. Take a beat, maybe two. Settle down. Open up. And then the fear will probably dissipate. And whatever fear is valid, necessary, it will remain. And it has a purer quality. And then we can choose to act on that.
0: You know, there is nothing more powerful than taking that pause to assess where you are and what's going on in the midst of fear. So yeah, that is so very powerful. We're going to take a quick pause again right here to let some of this stuff just marinate within our brains. But when we come back, Troy is going to take us beyond fear and into sensitivity. Don't you move a muscle.
3: been keeping the faith winning the race trying to envision the goal i've been keeping the pace look in my face you can see y'all in my soul i've been staying the course racing with force keeping my eyes on the road nail my foot to the gas you know what i want What's that? i wanted to begin and reading and teaching we follow them scriptures do you feel us and it's nothing why are you ducking and dodging them scriptures he be with us and we love it keep the faith because i love him a lot Hope my favor be double like lots Hope I ride till I conquer the top Said you sing yah, then you see my pops Used to wanna do everything my way Because my way was the right way Then I put away things that were childish Now it's Yahweh or the highway Now I'm walking in light with no blips Standing out like a lunar eclipse Grab his hand and i tighten my grip Walking in faith, make sure I don't slip Make sure I don't slip, I peep the signs The day of the Lord is a deep in the night Hand on my sword cause the kingdom is nigh The crown is my goal and it keeps me alive Can't ever let it out my sight I protect to the death every ounce of fight Demons pushing and pushing with all their might But I got in Yah's armor like a knight I've been keeping the faith, winning the race, trying to envision the goal. I've been keeping the pace, look in my face, you can see y'all in my soul. I've been staying the course, racing with force, keeping my eyes on the road. Nailed my foot to the gas, you know what I want, I want the tip fold. Man, I love when the spirit be working, cause it shows me when they lurking. Now I step on the neck of the serpent, just to show him I can hurt him. And I'm keeping that boot on his neck, keeping faith and actions in check. I study, I walk, and I rap Walking with Yah, he guides my steps And I'm running with Yahweh, Ben Yahweh So I wave like Chow Bay. Pull up in the father's driveway Then I wave like Howdy I travel the road, I'm here my sweat, my blood, my tears They vanished, they all disappeared I conquered them all, I conquered my fears I'm grinding, I'm grinding for tenfold Keep his word in your faith, it's simple Day-to-day, it's a battle, difficult yeah, Yahweh was never sinful Every day I'm just trying to do right I ain't one that the world's gonna like A lot's gonna say, oh, he's boring Small price for a wonderful life What? I've been keeping the faith, winning the race, trying to envision the goal. I've been keeping the pace, look in my face, you can see you in my soul. I've been staying the course, racing with force, keeping my eyes on the road. Nail my foot to the gas, you know what I want. What's that? I want to default. But that which you already have, hold fast till I come. And he that overcometh, and, that and keepeth my works keep until my the, works end, into the end, to him will I give power over the power nations. nations. And he shall rule he shall them, them with the rod with of the iron, iron, as the vessels, as the vessels of Apathe shall, shall be broken to be shivers, shivers, even as I received, I received of my father. my father. And I will give and him the morning them. star. He that hath an ear, let the him hear what the Spirit, spirit saith unto the churches.
0: absolutely basically what what you're describing is fear having a context because it does I, I honestly believe that um, to what you said fear is meant to be fuel if we take the time to connect to why it's there. And a lot of the times um, it feels natural to feel fear and just react, just become reactive. But I love what you say, take a pause and become present in that moment and connect to why it's there, what you're feeling. A lot of the times uh, fear can, can be false. I'm not talking exigent circumstances like you're sitting in your car and let's say that someone was to come up and point a gun to your window. Okay, yeah, you should be scared (laughs) in that moment. But a lot of the times I've learned that fear can be a a byproduct of an old narrative, an old story where back when you initially had that connection with fear, that narrative from back then has no place now because you actually have a different position in life. Uh, you're definitely usually more powerful and capable. But if that's a narrative that you've been holding on to, then you will just have that same reaction over and over again to anything that is even familiar to something that happened a long time ago. So, yeah, I really like taking a pause and becoming present in that moment and owning what your decision is today, not what it may have been 10 years ago, five years ago, whenever it was. So, yeah, that's really powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Go into just a little bit more because tell folks about, I've mentioned Wisdom Warrior. We've talked a little bit about um, what you do, but tell them more about your your platform and what you have in support of people who may need what you offer.
1: Well, as far as my private coaching business is concerned, and I work with corporations in different contexts under different sort of umbrellas, um, but my website is there. You can go to it. You can read about me and my approach. Um, If it feels good to you, it seems like it might be helpful. Uh, You know, reach out, um, connect. We'll take a little time. We'll have a meeting. There's no obligation or commitment necessary or whatever. If it still feels good, then, you know, we can choose to move forward. I think that's what you're asking. (laughs) Well, Well,
0: where should they go, Troy? Where should they go?
1: oh yes <laughs> here it is the shameless self-promotion <laughs> WisdomWarriorCoaching.com. Oh, so
0: I wanted this is this is what this is what I really want to know I just thought of this right now tell me something that uh, you now know about Troy today that you didn't know about Troy 10 years ago
1: just how sensitive I am and if I would have known that earlier I would have saved myself a lot of grief a lot of harm. I would have made different choices. I wouldn't have been as extreme or excessive or just basically full on in my life. I would have honored that. um, And I would have grown into it more deeply earlier. And of course, at the same time, everything unfolds in the right way in its own time. And having had that experience, I can better support other people as they bring out their emergent sensitivity, as they drop their armor, as they open their hearts. Um, I know what it feels like to have it closed. I know what it feels like to have sensitivity within, which I believe everyone does, and feel like I have to hide it or protect it. Um, and now's the time, right, for me and for the world, and for any given person who's ready to to come forward.
0: When you started to talk about sensitivity, for I'm, I'm surprised to hear that. Um, I didn't think that you would say that, but that is such a an open portal, if you will, to the strength of who we all are spiritually. I think that and I, and I don't know if if this is I definitely don't want to to speak for you or any of the men that may be listening, but in my experience, I think the fear of that sensitivity being seen as a weakness or making you weak is something that is scary. For not just it, it's definitely scary for women, so I can imagine Maybe that's even more in more intense for men in some ways, because I think that um in society, women, we kind of like have permission as nurturers and as mothers to have that sensitivity and to have that softness. And we're not actually judged for that. But I think that men are in a lot of ways judged for that. So. Was that something for you um, that was difficult? Open your Opening yourself up to that and just sitting in it and owning it and then still feeling powerful and capable and even still a leader as a man?
1: Sure, definitely. Very little in my life and very little in most men's life will will allow them that sensitivity, right? You know, big boys don't cry. The whole thing starts way back when and men have just as big of hearts just as much ability to tune into the love that exists in this universe as women do Um, we express it through our beings through our bodies somewhat differently depending um, and sometimes the same it it, it all again depends Um, and it is a difficult thing it makes men uncomfortable. It makes even some women uncomfortable for a man to really be open and vulnerable and honest and clear and, and loving. I have some advantages, like everyone does, I would say. As you say, women are, have been given permission by society, at least in some contexts. And then, of course, in other contexts, they're, they're, they're judged for that sen- sensitivity. They're judged as weak or irrelevant or distracting or whatever else. Um, I'm a relatively large, strong man so in a sense that provides a sort of natural armor where you know i'm not i'm not low hanging fruit you know like i'm there's i can be vulnerable a little bit easier and part of that is i use that as a as a um, one tool right so if i can do it right if i can kind of present as very masculine then surely the part of you that is open to that way of engaging to being loving and open Can maybe can maybe come forth a little bit more. Maybe not in the moment, but I'm not like a a a cliche of someone male or female who's going to be very emotional on the surface. Um, So that's that's one one thing that um, that one aspect of me, and uh, like I said, one tool that I can use to help uh, to help encourage it uh, in others.
0: You just made me think of another question. So for ladies out there listening who feel as though, hey, this is something that my husband or my boyfriend may struggle with. And I want to encourage it because I want him to let go of maybe some things that they experience that he may have. What's a good way in which they can support a man who's trying to embrace that space of of sensitivity, but it's difficult for them because it's uncomfortable. What's a way in in, in which um, she can support him?
1: By making the conversation, the engagement, the environment as comfortable as possible for the man to to bring it forward. I mean, that is one of the few contexts that a lot of men will go into softness and vulnerability and sensitivity is is with the women in their life. Um, So, And I think most women do this amazingly well. Uh, But as I said, some women have their own stories about what a man should be or shouldn't be. And uh, that that blocks their ability. And there's nothing that's going to shut a man down more than feeling like their woman doesn't trust them or doesn't respect them or isn't doesn't want to see that vulnerability one little hint of that for a man (laughs) and that's one place we're all very sensitive it's like whoa! if i can't do it with you if i'm not safe here then there's no place that i'm safe to do this and then the natural inclination then is just to shut down armor up even further thank
0: you for that is it i love getting the male perspective on these types of things, because I really don't feel as though men are um, their thoughts and feelings are welcomed in these things a lot and heard. And like you said, for some of the reasons that women have preconceived notions of what a man is supposed to be. And I think in in a lot of ways, there are a lot of us, the women out there um, that have to be open to learning who that man is there's what you think has nothing to do with who you're connected with or maybe even someone that you're dating that you're hoping to connect with on a deeper level we have to be open to learning who that person is meeting them where they are and being along excited about that journey you know you even though what you're seeing may be different than what you imagine it could be the most beautiful thing that happened in your life because it could be a compliment to who you are You know, so I I really appreciate that perspective. Troy McFadden, everybody, you have to check him out at wisdomwarriorcoaching.com. Thank you so much for taking time to come in and chat with me today. It was such a pleasure having you.
1: Likewise. Thank you so much.
0: Well, that is it for content today on this fine Friday, people. If you would like to connect with Troy McFadden of Wisdom Warrior Coaching, check out episode 39 on thegrinddefine.com. You'll have links that you can find directly there so that you can connect with Troy. Listen, one of the things that I love most about being a spiritual mindset coach and being in this coaching space is the tribe that God has designated for me to serve. I love when I see the light come on folks connect to that energy when we're able to do that work to reset their spiritual mindset and get them just barging out of the gate and just taking hold of their life. I love that. Another piece to it I love is meeting people like Troy and other folks who are doing their service out in this world. Because listen, I can't be a coach to everyone. Even if you listen to this show, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm the person for you. You may listen to this show and some things you get um, from me and you're feeling it and other things like, "Eh, I don't know so much about that. But at the end of the day, there's someone out there for everyone. And I love having this platform to not only share what I know and connect to people that I work with personally or people who just enjoy the content, but also to have conversations where I'm able to experience other perspectives and just bask in um, all of the different greatness that's that's all around. So I don't know. I just love what it is that I do. And uh, I love having the opportunity to share so many different facets of things that are fascinating to me with all of you. Uh, if you haven't already, go to thegrinddefine.com pretty please, and click on feed so that you can follow me. If you like a little something extra in your tea, then you're going to want to make sure you join the list. And The Grind defined is also on YouTube. Yes, I'm going to start doing some video content very soon. Actually, I've already started. Uh, so we're in, we're in editing with some of those things. But uh, do us a favor. Make sure that you're following The Grind Defined on all social platforms. If you haven't followed Terrell and Michelle yet.com, uh, why? Why not? <laughs> you know, stay connected with me and I'll stay connected with you because I want to make sure that you are in the know about everything that's going on with me. In the meantime and between time, go about your weekend owning all of the ground that you walk on and claiming nothing with pure joy. You know why? Because the game is rigged in our favor. Yeah, it's already won and done. So no matter what, always define your grind and never let the grind define you. Terrell and Michelle here. Until next time, peace and abundant blessings.